All right, welcome back to the podcast, number four, uh, back again after spring break, on to spring break part two here for us. Um, I'm Adam, the host, drinking a little rolling rock tonight, extra pale for me. Uh, it's going down pretty easy. Blake, to my left, welcome back. How's it going, Adam? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Did a little different studio tonight, but uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing well. It's good to be back with the boys tonight. I'm going to be drinking some Canadian mist, um, Canadian whiskey and uh it says it's a blend known for its mellow character and smooth taste and i would have to refute that statement it's uh it's not the best but it's you know it's what we're what we're dealing with tonight <laughs> all right ryan is back again our special guest special once more how we doing good good the medical expert has returned um i can't say my predictions were quite spot on from the last episode um drinking a little summer shandy um you know we're on Another break kind of feels like summer break at this point. I guess essentially it almost is. Semester could be over. I don't know. I know. Being home like this, it feels weird. It feels like school shouldn't be in session. But (laughs) yeah, recording from the great city of Kansas City today, um, back at the home base. Uh, As you know, we're all from KU, and as of now, we're all going online for the rest of the semester. So uh, that's going to be tonight's topic. Uh, so welcome to the bar, because life's best conversations happen at the bar, so pull up a stool, grab a beer, and let's talk. Welcome to Bar Talk. Alright, so we can go ahead and get into it. Obviously, the whole craze has been around the coronavirus. Our last episode, which seems like so long ago, was on the coronavirus. And that's when we start to escalate, but boy, we didn't have no idea what we were getting into. Oh yeah, I think we need to start on that. We uh we recorded that last podcast. What was it? It was a Thursday night Thursday before, before Friday. Yeah. Friday was spring break. And we had no idea what was in store. It was basically that weekend, that Friday, Saturday when hit things oh shit hit the fan yeah. and things went south real fast. So we weren't even the discussion of us not coming back to school. That was not even on the table. That was Absolutely not, not. Yeah. Yes, it's been a pretty crazy couple weeks here, Um, but tonight I think what we kind of wanted to talk about was just how this whole online school is going to work and then how this semester in particular is going to have lasting effects as we go on to the future of education in general, Um, because it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out to going online the rest of the semester, but with technology where it is now, we'll see how well we can resume classes and how our professors are all going to react. So I think we can go ahead and start with, let's kind of talk about what our professors' reactions have been. I mean, we're all in different majors here and kind of different fields, so we can kind of see different perspectives of how we're wanting, how our professors are reacting. So Ryan, you want to go ahead and start? Yeah. <clears throat> um, my professors um, are kind of old, so they're, they're definitely not uh, thrilled to be having to go to these uh, seminars and training classes to try to figure out uh, what the heck they're going to do. Um, I got w- one of my professors told us just to uh, uh, sit back and chill, and uh, he'll he'll let us know when we need to know something. So I appreciated that guy. really hope they just don't say whatever grade you have right now is what you get because I have a C. Uh, didn't do super hot in the first <laughs> test. Was kind of banking on the whole your final replaces one of your tests. Um, probably shouldn't have started off with the first one like that, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm most interested to see what they're going to do with labs because um, obviously 
tough to do a lab online. Um, our lab professor sent us out an email asking us if we had access to a candle. So <laughs> stay tuned. We're doing something with a candle, which I Kinky. which I am fond of. I do burn a lot of candles, um, as many people can attest. I like fire, so we'll see. You know, a good could, question could, could is: fun. Are people stocking up on candles for this whole this whole quarantine business? You know, you know that's a doomsday kind of item right there. Is a candle, so and maybe it's got it's got a lot. It, it smells good. Yeah, um, warmth. It's got the flame going for the warm and um, light. So power goes out. Perfect. What's better than a candle, Adam? I don't know. The doomsday preppers are just laughing right now. They're like, <laughs> yeah. we've been ready for this for so long. We're just in our bunkers. Big facts. But yeah, so my teachers were surprisingly uh, surprisingly chill. Um, nothing too crazy. Interested to see what the lab's going to go. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I can go next. Um, I'm in five classes this semester, one of which was an eight-week online. So that one... Nothing, no change. Finished on spring break like it should have. And for my other four, I've heard from two of my teachers, and it sounds like it's gonna be a pretty smooth transition. Those two classes could, you know, pretty easily move online without any real problem. And then I just haven't heard anything at all from my other two classes, so I don't know what the deal with that is. We're they still have, they got coronavirus. They're, maybe they're I don't dead. know. We're still waiting to hear back from those two. So I would I would say no news is good news, and uh, we're we're gonna hold out hold out strong and see if we can uh, hear from those teachers in the next couple of weeks. And Blake, just for the people that don't know, what kind of classes are we taking here, and, and what's the major again? I'm in two econ classes this okay. semester, and then two political science. So the two I've heard from are the two political science classes, and those were the pretty easy transitions because those classes are generally um it's just a bunch of reading and then they'll talk about it in lecture and then you write your your midterms and finals are just papers that you work on at home anyways so there's no real it's it's very transferable like he can just put a lecture of him talking for an hour or an audio file and that's pretty much what we were doing in school but the econ side of it those are like math you know math classes basically and so that's not, I'm sure as you can attest to in, in your course, so that is not something that's very easily transferable with tests and homework. That's just not yeah. easy to do. No. And are you having kids take pictures of their homework on paper? Because you can't really type it. Yeah. So there's just a lot of questions I'm sure that they are trying to figure out at the moment. Yeah, and that's what's been really interesting with me because being in engineering, there's so much that's on pencil and paper still. Uh, so I've heard from all four of my professors um, two of them have set, have come out with a plan. Two of them are still like, we're still trying to figure it out. Mm. So they're definitely kind of a wide range of how the professors are reacting, which I think has been really interesting. Um, but yeah, everyone has so far said on terms of homework is we're trying to figure out how you're going to turn it in virtually. So no one's produced a plan for that yet. And being in two different labs, one of them being soil mechanics, where we literally mess around with soil something that's pretty hard to do virtually. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what we do with that. But as far as lecture goes, it's basically been um, two of my professors have said, we're going to do, it's just going to be regular time and you're just going to get on the Zoom meeting. Um, it's basically a video conference. Then you just get on and you can ask questions and it'll basically be business as usual. And then there's they'll also post it after if you can't make it during the time. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how it works out. But then I had another professor who's 
a little bit older, which is definitely, you can see a difference yeah, between younger yeah, yeah. and older. I was going to bring that up. Too. And he, we have a <laughs> midterm and a final in that class, and he said, all the PowerPoints are on Blackboard. Let me know when you're ready, and I'll email you the test. Oh. <laughs> and it's literally like the honor system of whether you use any resources or go outside of 75 minutes. Huh. What are you so, going to do? What are you going to do, Adam? Are you going to use a It's going to be a, it's gonna be a more question, but, you know, I think I'll prepare before, try and do my best. We'll see. You never know if he's listening to this. It's true. He might, he might, <laughs> he might come. Yeah, he might. Uh, but, yeah, no, there's definitely – it's crazy how wide of a range there is of professor reactions to this. Yeah. I was going to bring the, the age thing up as well because I have a pretty big gap as well. I have a professor that's probably in his late 60s and then one that's probably 25. And so just the the response difference between the two of them, that one guy, bam, 25, everything is online, no problem, answering questions that everyone needs to know. And then how are you expecting a professor that can't turn on a projector to suddenly in two days move oh, yeah. his entire class online? So I'm sure that's just been, for KUIT, has been an absolute disaster trying to figure that out the last week or two. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, one of my professors is definitely pretty set in his ways. Looks like he's been doing the same thing for about 25 to 30 years. Um, and just trying to get a guy like that to change is is extremely difficult, especially in such a short period of time. Um, I don't know how you do it. It'll be, it'll be really interesting to see uh, kind of what comes from this. But. Yeah, and I think... One good thing that I hope that will come out of this is every professor will be required to have a baseline level of technological competence because mm -hmm. I still think it's like it doesn't seem required at all for professors to even know how Blackboard, which is like our online course system, works. And I think that should be definitely like have a minimum level in 2020. Everyone should be able to use Blackboard and know how it works. So hopefully... By this, we'll get all professors up to speed. I think a caveat to that as well is some professors, um, generally in the math and engineering department, I remember, um, they know how to use Blackboard fully functional with technology, but they just choose to use their own client. You know, yeah. they, they just use their own website or they make a website or something like that. So I don't, I, I'm not in any of those sort of classes this semester, but I don't know how they would handle that either. I've, yeah, I, I think that's a good point that you bring up that hopefully this will kind of get everyone on the same page, that Blackboard yeah. is kind of, that's what we're doing now. So, and hopefully that will carry on, flow into yeah. next year as well. Do you guys anticipate your classes being easier or harder because of this change? Are you guys kind of excited about this? Uh, are you thinking it's going to be like, oh, sweet, I'm going to have tons of extra time, I'm still going to get my A and move on with my life? Or are you kind of wishing, oh, I'd rather be in class, it's a lot easier that way? What are you guys' thoughts there? Well, that's what I think is interesting because I think it goes back to the professor as well because some of the professors seem to be reacting of this like, you know, I'm kind of throwing in the towel for this semester. Like, I'm not putting in the effort to make this whole <laughs> online class. So, that's like, those classes, right exactly, those classes are going to be way easier. But I think there's also some professors that are like, yeah. you know what, I want my class to be hard and it's going to have to be a lot more harder when it's online. So, that's we're going to do one. X, Y, and Z yeah. and do that. But, like... It's just crazy, especially in college. I mean, this goes for everything, though. Like, everything just depends on who's teaching the class. Like, even every class, if there's two different professors, it can be completely different. So it all just depends on what their plans are. 
Oh, yeah. I think a good example of that is Blake um, basically spoon-fed me his comms 130 <laughs> speeches, and I read them off. Like, I could literally read them off word for oh, word. Oh, that's legendary. Whereas Blake had to memorize them basically word for word. Am I right? Uh, I don't know what Blake you're referring to um, that gave you those speeches, but <laughs> I'm not sure who exactly you're talking about. But if that were to have happened... Uh, I, I was, uh, I, yes, I had to memorize all my speeches and give them from memory. And then someone may have just gotten mine and just read them off the paper. So that was cool. Uh, but anyways, for me, it's, uh, it's kind of, I don't think my coursework is really going to be that much easier or harder than it was to begin with. But especially for me, it's, I think the biggest thing is keeping up with the readings and the course material, because when you actually have a physical class you're going to where the teacher can call on you or um, you need participation points, you need to be involved in discussion, be involved, it's a big incentive for you to stay on top of what you're doing, even when midterm season's not around. And so when you take that entire physical part away, I feel like it's just going to be so easy to say, okay, I don't need to do this right now. I don't want to do this right now. I'm just going to put it off. I can do it later. I can do it tomorrow. And then that could just be a professional problem for the rest of the semester that I I, uh, I see myself falling down. Yeah. I struggle to pay attention when I go to class. How am I supposed <laughs> to pay attention when I got like friends or sports center on in the background? I guess there's no sports. So it'll probably be friends. Another thing that me and Ryan have been talking about too, now that we're home, I cannot study at home. I can't focus at home. It's terrible. And so before, you know, any other semester or break, you have libraries you can go to, you have coffee shops. There are pretty much an infinite amount of options for you to go somewhere outside of the house to get your homework or whatever it is done. And now with all this coronavirus stuff going on, that is just not in the in the picture anymore. Um, that all restaurants are closed. So I mean, that just throws an entire wrench and you know, that, that whole aspect of studying. Yeah, I think I drove around for about 45 minutes today looking for just something that was open because I couldn't take it any longer. and. Where'd we end up, Blake? Back in back in the basement. Ryan's basement. Bad news. <laughs> Not good. Morale was low. So yeah, it's it's tough, um, but it's something everybody's got to adapt to and start to figure out. But mail time. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's mail here. Time. All right. Well, sounds like it's our time for our first weekly segment. Uh, we're starting something new here on Bar Talk Podcast. We're going to be taking weekly questions from listeners like you. So feel free to send them in. Um, but we do have a question tonight. It's one of from one of our female listeners. A uh, very interesting question that we're going to talk about here for a little bit. Uh, the question is, do you judge girls based on their sorority? Very interesting question. Blaker, go ahead and start here. That's, that is a good question. I'm going to say no. And the reason for that is I think that... Safe the, answer? Uh, yeah, that is a safe answer. I, I, there, I have some reasons, though. I feel like the reason that I would say no to that question is because I feel like sorority rush, 75% of it is just absolute luck. Or not just not even sorority rush, just rush in general. I feel like a, yeah. especially, but there's even more just since it's so short and so fast that like a lot of chips can either fall in your favor or not at all. And so I think there are plenty of possibilities where, I don't know, I feel like it's just kind of a bad metric to judge someone's character by. That's, uh, I would say that, that would be my answer to that question. I like it. I like the answer. Um, it's safe. I'm going to, uh, <clears throat> counter you a little bit. Oh, um, okay. Coming out hot. Um, 
as much as much as I agree with Blake, I think he made a good point. Um, I do think people make snap judgments about certain people when they hear what sorority they're in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, even I do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try not to. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Right. Try not to. Um, but I think there are those stigmas. There uh, are those prejudiced thoughts um, that come to mind when you hear. A certain girl is in a certain sorority. Um, Obviously, that differs for each university, uh, which could be good, could be bad. I don't know. Um, That's a good question. But, yeah, so personally, um, I would completely look beyond it. Um, I don't even even care if you're in a sorority. I don't know. It's like, I I want to get to know you. Um, (laughs) Are you you looking or something? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ballpark? No. Adam, do you have any thoughts? I think it's tricky because it's one of those things where if it's with you, I don't think you do. But if your friend is like, hey, I'm talking to this new girl in blah, blah, blah. I think as a friend, like you immediately judge. Like if you don't know the person. Yeah, I think so. Which I think is like the really like weird like social part of it. Because like if you're like starting to get to – I don't know. It's tough though because – I feel like it'd be really hard if you like you meet a girl for the first time and she's like in I'm in blah blah blah. Like you would immediately go to think about I think people just know? kind of they like kinda of take an average of every sorority yeah. and that's like the average person. I mean people do it with fraternities too. Yeah. They think of everyone they know in that certain one and they just kinda of average them together and that's like just their general thing they think about when they hear that. Yeah. And so even though that there are people on polar like on absolute poles of what that average is that's just like kind of the the safe snap, like you said, snap judgment that we make about people. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say overall, I don't know. I mean, it just depends on the person. I think some people really care about reputation. Some people really don't. Yeah. But I think it's the exact same way. And the other side of it is girls absolutely would judge guys on the fraternity. But just as much as guys mm-hmm. would judge girls by the story. Yeah. yeah, I think the context of this question is: what, would it be like a deal breaker? That's that's the mm-hmm. way that I that falls on my ears. Like, it would it be? Would people hear that? Would a guy hear that and then say, "Okay, no, I don't want to talk to this girl anymore." And I personally would say no. I don't think people. I don't think that's. Dude, I think it depends on the guy. I don't. Like, I feel like it, people wouldn't care that much. It, I don't know. You're at the, okay. I don't have much experience in this in this <laughs> ballpark, but. I think there are certain people that are going to be like, oh, you're in that sorority? Like, okay, I'm out. Like, that's... Uh, maybe I'm being naive. Maybe, maybe right. I don't know. Maybe I'm I being think that's kind of sad, sick. though, if you maybe don't I'm stop talking to a girl just because... Oh, I agree. 100%. I don't disagree. But I think there are people out yeah, there who, I agree. I feel like I feel like you'd have to be on the very edge. You'd be like, oh, like, do I... Am I interested? Am I not? And think then, about... Like, think about... And then that would just be enough to push, <laughs> push it over. I don't know. Think about <laughs> when you're inviting sororities to parties... That's you, true. You don't invite all of them. Yeah. Why do you? Do? Why not, Blake? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you're not social yeah, yeah. I guess it makes sense. No. Yeah. I, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I think. I think that's different. I think that's a distinction from one person, though, right? There. Because, like, I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. That's a great question. Thank you to our female listener that sent that in. And like we said before, send us questions. And each week when we talk about this question, you know, make sure and discuss that at your favorite bar at home. You know, we got to keep this bar talk going. This isn't just for us. This is a community aspect. But, yeah, find us on Instagram at Bar Talk Podcast. Uh, But, yeah, that's it for the question of the week. We'll go ahead and get started back on the podcast at hand. All right. Welcome back from the question of the week. Great question again. Um, But we're back talking about the future of online education. Really interesting stuff. Uh, But first, I think... 
what we want to hit on real quick is just how connected these colleges are because, you know, like we were talking about a little bit, Ryan, how everything that a major university does is going to have widespread effects on other major universities. Mm, absolutely. I think even more so um, universities that are regionally close to each other are likely all going to be making the same decisions. Um, as soon as one university makes a decision to cancel classes, uh, typically other universities fall suit. Uh, I think it's pretty similar to uh, back in our back in our day when you saw a neighboring school district kind of cancel school uh, for a snow day. You got pretty excited because typically that not always, but typically that meant you were looking pretty good. So why do you think that is with the universities? Do you think that's coming down from the Big 12 or like the conference? Do you think it's coming from the state, state, the state government? What do you think that's coming from? Personally, I think it stems from nobody wants to be the school who is different. Um, nobody wants to stand out. Nobody wants that liability on their shoulders um, if something were to happen. Um, so I don't know. I personally think the like the, just the absolute cancellation all online already is a bit much but one university did it so nobody wants to be the odd guy out and look bad i don't know i, I agree. think it's i think it's soft um, as bill self would say that uh people cancel already but that's just my that's my take well i think also at the end of the day you know these regional universities are competing for students so i think it's a big thing that if you're, you don't want to be the university that, quote unquote, was putting students at risk by having them come back while your other competitors come back. So, uh, it's a real interesting aspect. I mean, it's the same thing as in sports. You know, like one league stops, you know, the other league has to as well. So it, it's just part of PR in America. I feel like things that are closely related seem to do the same PR moves. Yeah. The way I think about it is. The schools are doing everything that they can to keep their name out of the news. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and I think that's what it really, that's my opinion. That That's a really good point. Yeah, when you're thinking about the University of Kansas, they I think they are doing everything they possibly can to keep the University of Kansas out of the news in any way possible. Yeah. Um, and so I think the easiest way to do that is to be the on the more preventative side, you know, the most extreme prevention that they can possibly do. And I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah, no, I agree. So we can go ahead and kind of get into our last segment, uh, future takes. We love takes here at the Bar Talk Podcast. It's the best part of being at the bar, right? You know, just saying random shit, you know, because we, we're not fact checkers here, you know. We just predict things. Yeah. A lot of times we're wrong, but, you know, Most we just have time. fun. We have fun talking about it. But I think a real interesting thing to come out of this whole coronavirus, I think there's going to be a lot of different things that come out of this coronavirus. But as far as higher education goes... I think really how the rest of this semester goes will have a pretty big effect on the future of higher education because in my mind, if I have a class that transitioned to online really smoothly and we have Zoom class where I can zoom in front or get on a video conference from my house or wherever I live, be able to watch the lecture, participate and then get the material and turn it in all online as well. How will that affect kind of the future of in-person classes really? Because there's obviously been a dramatic increase in online class offerings. And how will all of this affect those in-class 
in classes going forward. I got a blistering take here. Uh oh. Um, uh oh. I'm thinking. I'm Sound using, the alarm. Yeah. I'm using the uh, I'm using the the econ take here. So Adam, can you tell me how many buildings are on KU's campus? Oh. You know, student ambassador. I just uh, ballpark. Yep. It's over a hundred. Yeah, we don't fact check here. Over hundred, really? Are you, yeah, oh, it's no, over thirty. No, it's it's like way bigger than. All right, you maybe think. we do need to okay. fact check yeah. you on that Anyways. one. I don't know about that. I'll look it up. <laughs> Anyways, so the number is not super important. We'll just say it's we'll say it's a hundred. Say there's a hundred buildings on campus, right? So if this goes super smoothly, the way that I think about it is, I think the university is going to decide, hey, you know, I don't think we want to get rid of in-person classes, but you have three classes a week. Can we move? one of those online can we move two of those online and if we do that why do we need all these buildings why don't we just have three buildings and and you know and just have people go half the in-person classes that they're doing right now and we can save you know an insane amount of money that's how i would think about it i just want to interject here real quick i think that's a great point but according to ku info a really reliable source there are approximately 147 buildings wow. on campus. are you kidding wow wow where? I don't believe Where that. Where are they? I don't believe we, that. Yeah. I guess you got to include West Campus. Um, <sighs> yeah, I guess. There's a good, there's a lot of buildings over there people don't talk about. Um, but man. They they put Edwards right. in there? They put Edwards yeah, in there too? Real. Or? I don't know. Call a fire the other day. We went down <laughs> at least one. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, <clears throat> I do know that a lot of medical schools, um, a lot of medical students don't actually go to class. Their um, all their lectures are recorded. Um, they just watch them on their own time at whatever speed they want to uh, watch the lecture at, um, and that helps them learn better. I know that helps a lot of uh, students who are in medical school. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that transitions pretty similarly over to undergraduate work. Um, especially if this transition goes smoothly. We'll see. I don't know. That's a good take, Blake. Appreciate that. You want to finish this out, finish this out here, Adam? Yeah, no, I think it's all really interesting, but with how much technology we have now, and it's kind of, kind of coincides, obviously, to the business trend of, I feel like so many more meetings now are going to video conference and less in person. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with education is if you can do the same things, and the sad part about our society is uh, the fact that, honestly, I think there would be way more questions asked in an online video conference class than an in-person lecture. Because I think people would feel like more socially comfortable being able to do that, whether they can like chat it in sure. or like just say it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like there would be way more questions being asked and participation then because there's so many classes it's just crazy like nobody wants to talk mm. you know and it's just really interesting to see what will happen but uh kind of a crazy future i think it'll be interesting to see what all the coronavirus affects there's so many different parts of our lives that it will but i think honestly the the future of in-person classes could be a little bit uh, in jeopardy going ahead with how much online class could be prevalent i'd agree agreed but yeah, all right, I think it goes ahead and wraps it up today. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to the podcast, uh, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Bar Talk Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, at Bar Talk Podcast. 
Uh, send us those questions for next week. We'll be yeah. looking forward. Um, and keep this discussion going, and we'll see you here next week.